0: Hey everybody. My name is Charlene Madden. I just want to give a huge shout out to D Murph for having me on his podcast and congratulations on your road to 500. You're going to crush the day for sure. And uh, if you have a chance to listen to my episode, be sure and check it out where I'm going to be sharing some of my experiences of past trauma and how you can rise up out of the ashes of your past and blaze like the Phoenix you are meant to be. So Congratulations, Murph, and hope to see y'all soon.
1: Yo, 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 drop the You are tuned in Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black on This has been Joy. Kiki, this is Gabby. This is Talk It All. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Q from Chopping Over Q and Critical Dub Networking. You are tuned in with Playwood Two. It's official man. Now here's your home. Yes, world. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. When I tell you how excited I am to not only continue this road to 500, I also have a guest who I've told this to. So, uh, world, I promise you, you win for a great show. I know the world like Merv. You're doing it again. Yes, I have to. Why not? This is a time to where we get to uh, enjoy this inspiring story, transparent story of a young lady who has been through, as she even stated on previous uh, podcasts that I listened to, decades of, you know, uh, overcoming opportunities with mental health, depression, domestic violence, abuse. But on a positive note, um, strong woman for not only herself, her family, and even set up today workshops to kind of just tell her story and do other great things as a true entrepreneur will do and made time for yours truly, world. Help me welcome Miss Charlene Madden to the flagrant too. Good morning.
0: Thank you for having me. It's an honor.
1: No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, in this morning, just wanted to just tell you, uh, Miss Charlene, how thankful and it's an honor for me, you know, to have you, you know, on on this platform because last month was Women's History Month. So when we were scheduling, I said, "Man, if my March wasn't booked, I would have squeezed it in." But it's hard work. It's all good. It's still extended
0: women's Absolutely. history
1: month, okay? So Absolutely. um but how's everything going on your end as of right now before we uh give the listeners some some more uh good information about, you know, your journey?
0: Yeah, everything's fantastic. Life is uh amazing. I have been super busy doing lots of podcasts, which is awesome because yes. it's the opportunity to go out there and create uh those ripples that um, we all create in life so it's just um, it's been amazing it's springtime everything's starting to go green and the snow's melting <laughs> so i'm excited about that where i right, am so
1: right 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 yes go green yes yes, yes. yes that's one thing coming uh, up or growing up in the midwest how when i knew i can go to a warm climate or in in, I, in this case, I tell my family and friends, if I can go as South as I possibly can go, I'm going mm-hmm. and here I am in Texas. So nice. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yes, indeed. One of the things too, I wanted to kind of just, um, talk to you about before we dive deep is <clears throat> the confidence to be able to share your testimony. Um, In my experience in doing this and just talking with, you know, hundreds of people, maybe even thousands, they're still in healing mode or they're still in that mindset where it's not time. What made it time for you to decide? you know what, let me just let me just, you know, put 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 myself out there. And regardless of what people might say or any type of even backlash, let me just go out and do it.
0: I think for me telling my story is part of the healing journey Um, I look at healing as sometimes being a lifetime thing Mm -hmm. Um, so for me and you'll hear in my story the impact of hearing someone else share what they were going through how that impacted my life and then knowing that the impact that I could have by sharing my story and as being a child and feeling so voiceless, not, you know, being heard, um, being able to share my story is that way of honoring that little girl inside of me and saying, hey, you do have a voice. And, you know, I'm, I'm giving you that opportunity to speak. So it's part of my healing journey as much as I hope it is part of everyone else's. So
1: hmm. that's good. Like I said, world, when, when I've been able to just kind of, Do my research and listen to Miss Charlene I was just like wow As a kid I know that was Probably the most challenging time Due to the The sexual abuse Um, Mm -hmm. When Did you know One it wasn't the right thing To experience And two when was it and I, I've heard the story, but just for the listeners who who uh-huh. wasn't uh, able to to get to know your story until now, when w- did you have the confidence to speak up and know this isn't the right thing? I should not be treated like this.
0: Oh, I didn't speak up as a child, um, and I that you know the abuse that I endured only came to light because of my older sister um, as a child going through what I went through, I was terrified of saying anything because I was afraid I was gonna be taken away from the only family I knew. So for me, the, the fear of that happening was far greater than the pain of enduring what I was enduring at the time. And I mean, even as um, a young adult, you know, I didn't really step into and honor that part of my story until I was, you know, a, an older woman. And, and even until I hit my 40s, was I able to stand up and say without the shame um, that yes, I was a victim of child abuse. And uh, so that's why I say, you know, honoring my story today, because, you know, even up until, you know, four decades of, of silence and holding that inside. So it takes, uh, sometimes it takes us a little longer than, than we would like to, to gain that power and that strength to to stand in our truth
1: so and even you know from just growing up and and they say um how sometimes it's right in your back in your backyard or someone that's close Mm -hmm. Um, i grew up with um some classmates that had similar experience to you to where it was their uncle um, or even their stepdad And and for you To be able to endure that And now I'm old enough to kind of talk to someone In a similar situation To what they had mm-hmm. to go through Like I told you Your your strength uh, Just being able to share your story I, I can only imagine Because one of them As far as mentally Haven't been the same since mm-hmm. So Um The power of forgiveness, you know, for that family Mm -hmm. member to have done that to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you said as an adult and and 40 plus years and we'll talk about a few more things. But I really want to hit on this because even for my daughter, she kind of told me something similar um, to a similar situation to where one of her friends, you know, broke down crying to her. And I was just like, wow, you know, uh, a child's innocence has now been taken away because of whatever reason but the fact that you know she is seeking help early and then I've kind of even though I knew we were going to talk I was like wow at least she is getting the help or support the genuine support that she need early it, I think it kind of helped her um, in much much better ways than maybe how like you said even though there were times when you went for help but it was still like a slap on the wrist or the hand like oh okay we'll do some more investigation and still nothing Mm -hmm. got done if I'm not uh, mistaken so um, the power of forgiveness what has that been like for you when it came to uh, that family member
0: Mm -hmm. it took I mean forgiveness is a long process sometimes and i think for me to be honest i had a harder time forgiving myself than i did Mm. the people that impacted my lives Mm. um maybe because i had higher expectations of myself because i didn't want to be like the people who had who had hurt me Mm -hmm. and and i wasn't i you know i made a lot of mistakes in my early 20s and throughout my 20s as a parent because i was so broken inside and You know, I remember, you know, unfortunately, my daughters suffer from uh, mental illness struggles as well. And I remember when my oldest daughter was really struggling. She was, I think, 15, 16. And um, I was sitting in a room full of social workers and and I had basically been saying, someone, please help me. Like, I know there's something wrong with my daughter. And I'm thinking because I've been there. I, I see it. That's me and you know and and having been told that you know no she's just a teenager and going no this is more than that and then when it finally comes out that they're going okay yeah we want to get her some help and my daughter being so angry at me and me sitting there at at a table with all these social workers and my daughter and saying you know what i know i messed up but i did the best i could at the time with the tools that i had and and understanding that concept, because I knew every trauma I had been through had so deeply impacted my life because I had not had the care. I hadn't learned the tools and the skills to, to deal with all of this. And so it rippled out through my life. So in that moment, giving myself the grace to say, you know what, I did the best I could. Mm-hmm. And walking out of that meeting and having like an epiphany moment where I went, you know what? If I'm going to give myself that grace of saying I did the best I could at that moment in my life, I have to give that same grace to everyone else. You know, um, my mom experienced sexualized trauma at the hands of the, my grandfather, who was who molested me. Yes, she ma'am. experienced that as a child mm. and yet still allowed us to go live there. So I had a lot of anger and resentment towards my mother. And I had to go, you know what? She did the best she could, knowing the experiences that she went through. She did the best she could at the time. My grandmother, I you know, did she know, did she not know? Mm-hmm. She did the best she could at the time. Even to my grandfather, who was the perpetrator of my sexual trauma, yes. to go, I don't know what his childhood was mm-hmm. like or what happened to him to create the man that he was i have to give him the grace to say you know what maybe he was doing the best he could with the tools he had Mm. and that's a huge and a lot of people are like you know shocked when i say that but i'm like at the end of the day me hanging on to all of that is me drinking the poison hoping they're gonna die right and it's like it negatively impacts my life by hanging on to it and not just releasing it and saying you know what like I'm, I'm not, I'm not for, I, you know, I, I hate the word forgive because it's such a big word. I'm, I'm releasing it. You there know, you I don't say I forgive. I'm releasing it. it. I'm just letting it go to the universe to choose to just do what it wants with it. Right. But for me, I'm not going to hold on and I'm not going to give it that power There you go. because, you know, making the decision to take my power back was, was part of the releasing it and letting it go.
1: That's good. And. And I know the listeners are like, wow, this Murphy, you, you were telling the truth, absolutely, and 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 that's why I'm glad you said that. It is the mm-hmm. release, and the mm-hmm. fact that you took the steps to break that curse, break the generations after generations of the molestation of, in this case, you know, your grandfather. So, you know, again, I, I want to applaud you, Miss Charlene, for just. You know sharing what what you're sharing with me And and just inspiring and giving Some you know young women Or even young men some hope to Mm -hmm. They can overcome And Even with what you were Dealing with you still Got married and had your own Children Mm -hmm. And when I was listening I was like Wow
0: Mm
1: Wow Wow so I could imagine just the balancing act, the moments of the aloneness, cause it's a lot. You got mommy, mm-hmm. you got husband, you got what you you know, still going through. Where did you garner the strength to somewhat keep a level head? Cause I know as a you know family person and a family man and still trying to juggle you know, with your spouse and then, you you know, working at the same time.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't have a level hit Mm -hmm. like my, um, you know, I, when I left um, high school, which was where I, you know, started experiencing all my mental health struggles Mm -hmm. and, you know, moved away because I thought that um, I thought geographically moving was going to heal whatever I was going through. Not understanding that I'm just dragging around my problems with myself and um, you know and then you know deciding early on I was 20 when I decided that I wanted to have kids early I was with my high school sweetheart and you know we thought we were going to be together forever and you know had my first daughter at 21 and then my second daughter at 25 and then my son at at 27 28 and um, I think I thought with each child that I had it was going to fix that hole i had i was going to you know like i talked about breaking that generational curse i thought yes. i'm going to do it right i'm going to be the best mom out there and i'm going to do everything right and the fact of the matter was i didn't do any of that i wasn't a good mom i was suffering so bad because of the trauma that i had experienced and the mental health struggles i had um, I wasn't a good mom. I was numbing myself daily with alcohol. You know, I would go to work all day and come home and drink. And, you know, my marriage suffered. My relationship with my daughters suffered because I hadn't done the work. I struggled to physically connect with my daughters because every time, you know, like, I mean, and I absolutely love my children, but it was like I would, I would hold my daughters and it would almost feel dirty Mm. because I was carrying that what had happened to me and I was projecting it onto them and it broke my heart because you know here I am you know wanting to have that close bond and relationship with my daughters that I hadn't had with my mom and I can't seem to break through that. Um, I had my son and it was completely different. I didn't have that, you know, that feeling there, but I struggled with my daughters. And, you know, so again, you carry, it's all this guilt and shame that just kept piling up and piling up. And I mean, when I hit 28, I basically, you know, melted down and said, I can't do this. I was fantasizing about committing suicide. You know i was planning on hanging myself in my house and all i was thinking was my daughters are going to come home from school and find me you know and then having to sit down and have the conversation with my husband of hey i've got to go like i can't be here i'm not fit to look after myself let alone three little kids Mm -hmm. so having to to have that conversation and realistically my marriage was over at that point and, you know, him saying, okay, yeah, that sounds good to me. So, and then leaving my household and then that just stirring up the whole feeling of, I just repeated the cycle. I just left mm-hmm. my kids like my parents had done to me. Mm-hmm. So, as desperately as I had wanted to break that generational curse, I had just relived it. So,
1: And talking about ending your life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's, <clears throat> especially when we... We're are dealing with as a society as a nation and one of the things that you had said was that it was that um, conference or that workshop that started shining some light into you and your life to where it's like wait a minute there is purpose mm-hmm. there is something I can do to regain that strength and, and and live this life that is truly worth living for if you can mm-hmm. uh kind of let us know that moment to where it started becoming up and up enough for you
0: yeah i had gotten to um a really dark spot in my life where i had um just to, to kind of back so your listeners know, when I had left my husband, I jumped into another relationship that was extremely toxic. And um, I ended up experiencing, like that relationship lasted 13 years. And it was 13 years of complete chaos. It was domestic violence. It was just, you know, horrific. At one point I ended up um, attempting to overdose and ended up in the hospital and, um, it was after that that i i moved out west to where i am now and um of course my partner followed me out and it was another decade of of chaos there and then he ended up leaving the relationship and two and a half months after he left the relationship he committed suicide mm. and it kind of sent me on a, a tailspin of how do i hold it together now and i was basically to the point where i i wasn't I had seen a psychiatrist and uh, had talked to her about, you know, uh, kind of type A personality where it's like, just tell me what to do, give me the steps to do to get better. I will do it. Right. And uh, she said, well, like, you know, I said, how did you fix your mental illness? And she said, I've never experienced it. And I was kind of like, well, then how can you relate to me if you've never been there? Correct. And, um, and so I left that appointment and I made a decision that I was going to end my life. And I set a date 30 days from then that I was going to drive up to the same location my ex-partner had gone to, Mm -hmm. and I was going to shoot and kill myself just like he had. And I ended up, uh, you know, two weeks before the the date I had set, I got invited to a workshop, a women's empowerment workshop that I didn't want to go to, but I decided to go because my friend wanted me to go. Right that uh, Well, she wanted to go and I didn't, you know, didn't want to let her down, <laughs> and so I showed <laughs> up at that workshop you. and, um, you know, I showed up on a Saturday with my hunting rifle in the back seat of my car, you know, because I had set a date that following Monday to end my life, and I walked in there with zero expectations other than just spending two more days faking that I was okay. Because that's all I had been doing is just pretending, keeping that mask on that I was such a master of wearing, you know, that I had it all together. And I, you know, heard three stories that Saturday afternoon that each touched on the areas of my life Mm. that I had been struggling. You know, I heard a woman talking about not loving herself and having, you know, no self worth. And I thought, wow, that's exactly... What I've been living with and how different could my life have been and then hearing a woman talking about living with mental illness and depression and how she'd embraced it instead of trying to you know keep it pushed away and how her life had changed and again I thought wow how much you know could my life have changed if I had learned to embrace it and then hearing a gentleman talk about you know being an alcoholic and, a, and a, addicted to pain pills and being suicidal and And, you know, overdosing at home on a night that he had visitation with his kids and knowing his kids were going to find him and he, you know, heard a little voice in his head that said, no, not like this, not today. Mm. And he got help and he got clean and he got sober and he got into therapy. And now he was sharing his story in hopes of helping other people. And as I'm sitting in that seat, I'm realizing you know, I'm kind of looking around for a hidden camera, because I'm like, what is going on right now? And uh, I'm realizing that number one, I'm at an event that I didn't want to come to. And I've just heard three stories, impactful stories, on the three areas of my life that I've struggled the most in. I'm supposed to be in that seat at that exact moment to hear that message. And I realized that I can choose to love myself and not rely on anybody else to validate me or to prove my worth or to say that I'm worth being here on this planet. I can make that choice and that's enough. And that I can learn to embrace my mental health struggles and I can pull the darkness in because that's how the light shines. And I can take everything I've gone through and I can share it in hopes of reaching one person who's struggling like I was and just say, you know what, I understand how you feel, you know, here, here's how we can get through this. And, and then just being able to share that story. So it was like that moment. And I think we all have moments that if we can just get quiet enough, we can hear what it is that we're saying to ourselves because everything that we need, all the resources that we need to get out of what we're going through, we already have within us. We just have to get quiet enough to hear that. And I think in that moment being so broken and being so close to the edge, I was able to get still enough that I could hear the messages that were meant to come through.
1: Again, round of applause. Like I'm I'm I can't, I've heard it but when I hear it again. It's just one of those messages that Listeners, yes, you have the free will To continue to rewind, replay this episode Because I'm definitely in awe And the strength The confidence You know, that that I'm seeing now Is is, is great to see It's great to see And, and thank you You know, for, for not giving up Listening to that voice
0: mm-hmm. And
1: um, going to that event Because here we are Where you able to you know, Share your story Especially on this platform And inspire some folks Including myself You never know Like you said That lady That didn't help you Was the Person Could have been the last person You would have seen So I mm-hmm. tell people a lot Miss Charlene That even if I'm having Not the best of days I'm still going to say hi I'm still going to find ways To relate Especially if you come Seeking help Or some type of advice mm-hmm. From me. Especially saying, oh, well, I'll get to you later. Or why are you telling me that? Ask me. You know, I have my own issues or problems. So you never know how you can literally, hearing your story, especially impact somebody's life, whether they're even here the next minute or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that girl that invited me to that workshop, she had no idea right like she didn't know what i was experiencing mm-hmm. she just wanted to go and she didn't want to go alone
1: oh, yeah, her so side.
0: she just all oh, you know i'll ask char if she wants to go she'll come with me and of course because i always put other people first mm-hmm. you know as soon as she said i really want to go but i don't want to go alone i was like oh geez okay fine <laughs> so had she not asked right you know i never would have gone and i wouldn't be here right you know, and had, you know, and I mean, and I, even the, the host of the event who organized that workshop, like I went up to her afterwards and said, I wanna sit down with you and explain to you what that's this fun. event mean right. meant to me, because like things, stories are so huge because it shows, it connects us, right? And that's what we are missing. Like we talked about everything we've been going through with the pandemic and that's part of what's been so huge is we're not having that sense of connection that we so desperately need. So for me to be able to, to sit down with her and say, hey, I, I need you to know, like, I, you know, I wanted to validate the time and the effort and the work that she had put into that event and just said, you know what, everything you did saved a life today. And, you know, and, I you know, I actually went back the next year and spoke at, at that event. And uh, because I was so passionate about what that event had meant to me, and, you know, and I remember saying at that, you know, I, I went back and spoke and and I'm standing on the stage and I'm sharing my story just like I do in all these podcasts. And I remember saying before I got off the stage that if my purpose of sharing my story, if I could say what the one thing it would be, it would just be to save one life for one person to hear my story and know that there's hope. And I said, then all the years of trauma, abuse chaos all of that would be worth it if i could save one life and i you know i got off the stage and i had a woman approach me and she said you know how you said you wanted to save a life and i was like yeah and she said i want you to know today you did and she turned and walked away and i was just like you know it's that moment where you're kind of dumbfounded like okay and and then i heard that little voice that i've come to to know and trust so much and it just said now let's go find one more Mm. so for me it was just like every day is trying to find that one more that one more person that i know that in this moment is me and is where i was at and needs to hear that someone understands and that there is hope so that's you know and that's why i do what i do
1: (laughs) you do you do it do it well miss charlene do it well and i was Mm. going to say that's what led you to creating your own own empowerment movement and started speaking
0: that's right yeah i mean the it kind of i you know i spoke at that event and then i spoke at a couple other events afterwards and then the lady who actually had organized the workshop kind of said yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stop she had done five years and she was kind of burnt out and i remember thinking well, that's too bad because I know the impact you know firsthand those events can have mm-hmm. and I said you know it's too bad someone else isn't doing it and again as I'm sitting there I hear that little voice that says what about you mm. and I think yeah what about you like you know what these events can mean you know and you have the passion and the purpose within you now to go okay then I will provide that platform for healing and so I organized, you know, my own workshops and I've done the last two years, I've held the workshop and, and then just being able to come on to podcasts. I mean, i had never done a podcast before the end of December. It wasn't even on my radar. Right. And, uh, and someone that, you know, knew me from the event said, Hey, you should get your story out. You can't do live speaking. So you need to get out there and get your story Absolutely. out because it's, it's, uh, strong. So, so that's what I do now.
1: And thank you again. Now, world, now you see why I said this is a great show. And she chose to work with yours truly to be able to share this this great content. And I know you you saved a life. I already know it. the The listeners I have that know people who might even be themselves at this period right now, as we speak. Sometimes we will never know, Miss Charlene. Okay. However, as you said. As long as you do your part from listening to that voice, you will continue to, you know, reap those benefits and continue those blessings. In addition to, you still have a nine to
0: five. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a busy girl. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm lucky my kids are all grown. So, yes. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm... Yes. Uh, But uh, I live on a little, you know, I work nine to five. I do this in the mornings and the evenings. And I kind of have a hobby farm. So I have some livestock to look after. And, you know, and I've been married for four years. So I have a a beautiful marriage that, you know, I keep building and strengthening as well. Yes,
1: yes. And that's why I want to tell the listeners on why I said that. Because you still, when people see us. Man, you guys are impacting the world, and and constantly getting opportunities to speak on other platforms and, and give us content, and just share you, you know, share you. How do you earn and make a living? Uh, I still work. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I still have a family. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. So yeah. I just want to just give you, you know, credit and and uh, and recognition to say you're doing you. This young lady over here, world. Is putting in the work and it continues to inspire me to continue to just work because you never know who you can reach and and who's you know looking mm-hmm. you know to to have you you know talking their platform or, or or give you that exposure that I don't even say you need because you're doing what you love to do anyway for the you know sake of just sharing or helping you know that one life. One of the last few questions I have when you talk about. You know, your children are grown now. I'm going to start with them. How is your relationship with them now? And what have they told you what they see in you since your growth?
0: Hmm. My relationship with my children is a growing process. Um, uh, My daughters are both kind of moved away. Um, My one daughter is five and a half hours away. My other daughter is she's only three hours away but because of covid yeah i haven't been able to you know have that contact with them i'm actually making plans to go see my youngest daughter in in calgary alberta so um it's uh it's a work in progress um and i i think part of it is them seeing the growth in me you know because i can't go back and and change anything i did as a parent Right. Right. right and you know again having that belief and that grace in myself that i did the best i could and unfortunately sometimes kids don't understand that that's true um and i know i i had a different perspective on my mom once i had kids because once you have your own children you realize hey, this parenting thing is not as easy as I thought it was going to be.
1: Preach.
0: So, yes. yeah, so uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that once my children have their own children, they'll understand uh, yes, that maybe I it's not as easy as they thought. But with that being said, my oldest daughter, who has had the most mental health struggles, I have seen her personally grow so much in the last year and a half, two years. It's been as a, as a parent and knowing the impact mental health can have on your life. To see her step into herself, and she's 28 now, so seeing her step into herself and coming, getting to know herself as a woman, as a young woman, it's been powerful. And actually at my last um, work uh, workshop summit, whatever you want to call it, that I did virtually in November, I had actually asked my daughter if she would, on the Sunday morning, if she would, do the me- morning meditation, mm. which is something that she does. So I was able to bring her in nice. and include her in my event. And she did the morning meditation and then she had to dash off because she does uh, she does nursing. So, and then later that evening, um, she sent me a message and I'm like, I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> um, okay. She sent me a message that said, mom, I just want you to know how proud I am mm. of you. Now, as a mom, that is the most amazing thing you will ever hear from your kids. So for me, it um, it meant the world. So
1: Michelle, Charlene, again, thank you for for sharing your story. Um, When you said what you said, that made me go back to my personal story, because uh, my mother had me at 16 and my Mm -hmm. father wasn't around and I was stubborn. I had a hard head. I, you know, I just thought life was different. But as soon as I had my firstborn And I had some parent moments Mom, Mom, pops I'm sorry (laughs) This thing called parenthood Is not easy And and when you said what you said earlier on this show That is one of the most powerful phrases I think And it's simple as They did what they could with what they had they, de- they didn't really know What they had They just did what they thought they had If that makes sense mm-hmm. So you can't yeah. really Give them as much of a hard time Because they don't know what they're really doing Or how much mm-hmm. of an impact that It is affecting you Because I believe And just like with you If they really did I don't think they would have done it
0: mm-hmm. In my
1: part of hearts So yeah. um, when You also said when you know, they start having children of their own, similar to me. Even to this day, have two younger, you know, sons now. Love y'all very much. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, no, Miss Charlene, I, I appreciate that. Um, and your husband, this mm-hmm. strong, healthy marriage. Uh mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Because I know once you sat him down And told him your story Mm -hmm. I could only imagine So I want to salute him I don't even know the guy But I Mm -hmm. want to tell him Brother, salute Much respect Because it takes a strong man Especially mentally To be able to have his wife You know, come forth And be honest And you don't judge You don't use Mm -hmm. that against her And continue to you know, watch her grow and, you know, live this beautiful life we live in. So I, I can only imagine, you know, the strength that he's, you know, had to endure. But also, he really, truly loves you to where it's all right, honey. That was before me. I have you now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's good because, I mean, like I always tell people, you know, people ask, well, you know, how are you now? And I, you know, I let people know it's like, it, you this is a lifetime of learning and Absolutely. struggles. Like I I never say, you know, I have it all together now because that's not true. We don't, right? Like I have, you know, having mental illness is like having diabetes, right? It's something that you have to monitor and take care of for the rest of your life, yes. you know? So for me, I have my struggles, you know? There's days that I don't want to get out of bed that I say, you know, I just want to pull the covers over my head and just pretend that life doesn't exist because it seems so overwhelming, especially everything that's going on in the world, because, Mm -hmm. you know, part of everything I go through of being such an empath is it's overwhelming emotionally, Yes, you know, so to have, you know, a husband where he's able to go, he's able to look at my crazy and know that it's, you know, it's okay you know he's like i understand what you're going through you know and just give me the space like he will hold space with me and let me feel what i'm feeling Mm -hmm. and then give me the space i need to to heal however i need to heal at that moment so i'm extremely blessed and he was divinely brought into my life Mm. i will say that so i have much great you know gratitude for Mm. the big guy upstairs who brought him into my life so
1: because you deserve it and like you said, those moments of Uncertainty You still kept Pushing forward You still kept with You still kept going with that mindset One more life Why not you? Even mm-hmm. though you were doing that He ultimately And this is what I'm learning as I even talk with you It like Are you sure? Okay In due time What mm-hmm. you need i won't even say want it's when you need it who you need or what you need he has and will continue to deliver on time so i understand this is a whole nother show Mm. miss charlene i can go there with you but that's next time (laughs) (laughs) that's definitely next time um as far as like your workshops or any events Or even how they can find you, the the listeners. Is there um, like a particular website or or where they can follow you on social media?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm on all the social media platforms. Facebook, you can find me at Charlene Madden, speaker, author, empowerment coach. Um, You can find me at www.charlenemadden-speaker.com. And i also have uh, another website it's called ascension wellness studio there you go and that is where i run my one-on-one coaching programs because i do coaching one-on-one with women um just to kind of get them to uh out of where they were or where they are to where they want to be so and my workshop that i run once a year in november is called ignite your life so be sure and jump on and, and follow that and Uh, Stay tuned. And I always like to throw out there in every podcast that I do, um, if you ever feel like you're stuck and you're in a dark place and you're feeling all alone, like you have no one to talk to, that no one understands what you're going through, because that's how I felt. um, I just want you to know that I do understand. And I want you to reach out if you have no one else to go to please reach out to me on social media. Message me on Facebook. Um, I'm available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to anyone who needs support and just needs someone to talk, to be a listen, to sit in the dark with you until you're ready to rise up into the light. So please do not hesitate and just know that there are so many options out there for you to reach out and get help. Um, So just know that you don't have to stay um, in the dark. But if that's where you need to be right now, Give yourself grace. You will get through it. Uh, It's not always an easy road, but know that there is hope. So, please reach out to me if you need someone to talk to. So,
1: well, didn't didn't I tell you this? This was going to be that type of show. Like I'm, I'm excited. Like I'm ready to do some things that you know was on uh, the 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 dust, the dusty end. Because I'm so inspired. I'm excited. You know what I mean. And also just providing hope and knowing that. You can Push yourself to that next level One more life One more time Why not you? You know, when that uh, Empowerment uh, Opportunity Once the young lady Had got burnt out It's like Yeah, you're up next You know, so It's just something that Miss Charlene, I know From my listeners And my audience And just People That are looking for This type of content is definitely needed. Um, this is a side story that I'm going to let us go. About two days ago, I had someone come to me and say, Hey Murph, um, you're impacting so many quietly. Because when you look at like your following, uh, like uh, Instagram and Twitter, I'm under a thousand. But they say, if you look at your resume and look at what you've done, you should be very proud and, and, and take notice for, for what you got going I was like yeah I'm, But like you Miss Charlie, I'm just doing what I love So I'm not really Focusing on You know Anything To that magnitude But the biggest thing I got from it was The people with the most views Downloads Typically Are full of drama Messy And they tend to get more Of the spotlight Mainstream So you keep doing What you're doing When that time comes You will be you know, it to where here you are reaching, you know, the masses. So just continue to do what you're doing. Don't look for, you know, that type of, you know, uh, recognition or acknowledgement. And I promise you, you will be where you want to be when, you know, when the time is right. So I just want to tell you the same thing as well. Um, your intent is similar to mine. We just want to help people. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, whether we get up early to record, still do our nine to five, still do our family duties, record in the evening, we, we, we're well, our, our pure intent is to help, you know, other people. So when I was able to, you know, listen to the other podcast that you've done, check out the bio, it wasn't even a question. And this is another thing I want to say too, Miss Charlene, how. We're more connected Than what people think You know what I mean Here I am uh, African American man In Houston, Texas And you're In uh, Canada
0: yep. A white woman are. In British Columbia, Canada
1: You just said it And mm-hmm. it's a genuine Organic Authentic Conversation I'm going there because We can make this work We definitely can make this work We need each other Each other
0: mm-hmm. More
1: than what you know Like it wasn't even a question Oh she's not my typical Nah no it was like wait a minute Her story can help I'm just I'm not saying this for say like my cousin Who I grew up with Mm-hmm because we've all have someone close to us that has experienced something similar to what you have so
0: it's a human you. experience Come. right that's the that's the thing it's a human experience not a culture race anything it's we all experience it we all experience pain and trauma and heartache so that's how we heal by coming together so
1: so thank you thank you for trusting in me giving her brother a chance to just be able to use his platform to share your amazing story, your inspiring story. I'm and definitely thank you do for doing
0: part. it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for doing it. I mean, like, you, I, you know, I like to tell the podcast. So it's the ripples you create, because we're all creating ripples yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't see how far our ripples go. But just know that your ripples are reaching so many people. And impacting so many lives so thank you for what you're doing because you're saving lives as well
1: no problem no problem well world i know you don't like that part murph keep it going well i will the next time we have things to do like i have to eat breakfast okay i gotta get my 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 real morning nutrition even though content is almost my new way of getting my day started but anyway world uh miss charlene uh, told you how you can find her as you listen to this check the notes out or the descriptions and it will have uh, where you can find her on social media. First time listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Avid Listeners. You already know. What up? Thank y'all. Thank y'all. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at H.D. You can find the Flagrant 2 Pod on Instagram at Flagrant 2 Pod underscore. Check out the website as well. Leave me a note. Hey, y'all. Just one, one more life. That extra push In this case Saying hi Inviting a person They probably Didn't You know You probably didn't know They just wanted to Get out the house Because you don't know What they were thinking Or going to do To themselves That one question Can save One life And we're Thank y'all though Whatever you listen to podcasts Or Wherever you listen Thank you Subscribe Um but we out we love y'all and y'all already know how i close the show don't lose yourself with life problems stay strong and fight the good fight it's a lot going on day in and day out man it's a grind don't lose the vision fight the good fight uh, D-merc, you did it again Setting trends like you wanted to win Fighting a good fight, sick of the sins Connecting dots now with all the pins We just tryna be good men Adore my wife and I love my kids I never let them down, never let them frown Never let a clown take a crown, hit me cause I'm brown, that's okay so I got the blood of a king, in the dream, ain't all with a scene Try to turn us to fiends We drowning in the streams while we chasing that dream It's all about the dollar bill, y'all uh, And stop chasing that thrill, y'all These beliefs tryna kill y'all I'm just here tryna heal ya So listen as we work dropping them gyms now rockin' with Murph Tunin' in as we get it in So millin' in, being better men We so adamant about the culture Sick of these vultures We in the game now, watch how we poach ya you. Keep your guns in the holster Love is life and that's how we approach ya